7th of August 2020, Air India Express Flight 1344, a Boeing 737-800, is coming into land at Calicut International Airport, Kerala. The weather in Calicut is stormy with heavy rains and thunderstorms. The plane touches down after one unsuccessful attempt to land and quickly skids off, overshoots the runway, plunging into a 30-feet gorge. What happened to the plane? Did the passengers survive the crash? Find out in this episode of Fly Next. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Flynext, that's F-L-Y-N-X-T. Flynext is India's first air crash investigation podcast. It's a podcast where we discuss aviation accidents and incidents that happen here in India. My name is Prithvi Raj and with me here is Hansa. How are you Hansa? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. To give you all a quick background, uh, I'm an ardent aviation enthusiast. Uh, some sort of a geek. Um, I'm an AV geek, you could say. And um, I'm also training to be a private pilot uh, to pursue some hobby flying. And on the other side, Hansa is a program manager and works in the fashion industry. And I'm super glad that she's joining us today for this podcast. She's coming in uh, basically with an outside perspective and is filling in for you, the listeners. And I've always been curious about what exactly happens in these air crash investigations. And I thought I'll tell Hansa, uh, who absolutely has no idea about it, and make a podcast out of it. So here I am, super happy doing this podcast. This is episode one. Before we begin, please make sure you follow us on social media. FlyNextPod, that's F-L-Y-N-X-T-P-O-D, is our Instagram handle. Also give our podcast a like and add us to your library on whatever platform you're listening to this on. So are you ready, Hansa? Absolutely. I'm super excited. Awesome. So fasten your seatbelts and let's dive straight into the first episode of Fly Next. So the planes are Boeing 737-800. It's a pretty popular plane here in India. Even if you have traveled a couple of times here domestically, uh, it's very likely that you've traveled on this plane. Okay. Right? So, uh, the crew on this aircraft uh, consisted of Captain Deepak Sate and First Officer Akhilesh Kumar. Uh, Captain Sate is a very experienced retired Air Force pilot and he had been flying commercial for the last 15 years with close to 10,000 hours of flying experience on that plane, on the Boeing 737 only. Uh, the plane's about 14 years old and has been flying all these years without a hitch. So this particular flight was scheduled from Dubai to Calicut under the Vande Bharat mission. Uh, the flight was bringing back Indian nationals who were stranded in the Middle East okay. due to the pandemic, right? So it's 7th of August, 2020. It's a bright sunny day in Dubai. The weather is great. And Air India Express flight IX1344 departs Dubai International Airport at 2.14 p.m. local time with 184 passengers and six crew members. The flight duration is about four hours and most of the flight goes pretty uneventful. However, once they get close to India, uh, they are informed that the cloud cover over Calicut is a little dense. So the monsoons are in full force and the Met Department had issued a red alert uh, at Kolikode the same day. In just about 20 hours, uh, Kolikode had received 258mm of rainfall, far, far above normal. But it's still okay, right? Planes do land safely in heavy rains on a regular basis. Right. So it's not much of an issue. So the aircraft currently is over the Arabian Sea 
is coming in towards Calicut and it experiences stormy winds and heavy rains mm-hmm. as it closes in towards Calicut. Uh, the captain makes several announcements about the turbulence and bad weather. You've heard those announcements, right? Like the one that says ting and then yeah. the, the captain <laughs> makes an announcement. So a lot of those alarms were heard frequently. So um, as a result of this bad weather over Arabian Sea, the plane also experiences something known as buffeting. So uh, for for the benefit of our listeners, buffeting is basically violent vibrations, the kind where the plane is making these sudden up down motions, more like what the pilot announces as turbulence, ah. severe turbulence. Okay, so right? buffeting and turbulence is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, something similar. Okay. But buffeting is a little a little more uh, a violent phenomenon, you could say. It's okay. like severe turbulence. So all in all, it's definitely not a comfortable flight for the passengers. right at about 6:30 pm indian standard time the captain finally announces that they're going to be landing at calicut shortly so the crew do know what kind of a situation they're dealing with and in this case it's just heavy rains thunder and lightning right uh, one thing about landing in heavy rains i want you to know is the fact that the braking action of the aircraft and visibility both take a hit this could happen on any flight we're on which right. is right wow So until here I think things still look okay I mean um, there's this severe rains and there is monsoons all over the south of India it's the southwest monsoons coming in and uh, a lot of planes are landing currently uh, in this time frame so it's not really something um, that is alarming but I would like to give you a little insight about Calicut International Airport specifically uh, the flight was headed to Calicut right. so Calicut airport has just one runway and to make matters worse calicut has a runway which is called a tabletop runway okay right so tabletop runway typically means there are relatively steep slopes on either sides of the runway so the runway and the whole of the airport is somewhat sitting up like a tabletop okay right so the challenges with this type of an airport uh, is in the event of an overrun during a landing uh, the plane can go down into the ravine right oh yeah So the runway at Calicut uh, can be approached from two directions runway 10 and runway 28 so when you land towards the east it's called runway 10 you land on runway 10 and when you land towards the west you land on runway 28 28 to 8 correct so runway 10 28 and all these numbers are known as runway designators and what these essentially mean is they omit the last zero so when you say runway 10 it's basically runway 100 which means it's it's heading towards 100 degrees on the compass and when you say runway 28 they omit the last zero so it's actually runway 280 so it's heading 280 degrees on the compass so um, the plane comes in from the west flies directly over the airport over calicut airport making a teardrop approach now teardrop approach is called that because it looks like a drop uh, okay. when you look at the flight trajectory uh, on a map so what it is is basically the plane flies over the airport goes away from it and then makes a u turn and flies back towards it to land got it right that's what a teardrop approach is yeah. so the crew fly over calicut airport go away from it make a u turn and come into land on runway 28 which is towards the west and in this case they're flying against the wind it's it's a rule of thumb where pilots take off and land against the wind is that's the reason to the teardrop correct landing correct okay. so pilots prefer headwinds all the time so headwinds is when the wind is against you 
and tailwinds tail is when it's in the same direction as the plane's trajectory right Got it. so in this case they're coming in they've taken a u turn and they're coming in to land uh, on runway 28 and they have strong headwinds so they start descending towards the airport to land but uh, are they are unable to sight the runway due to poor visibility uh, the cloud ceiling at that point over runway 28 is really low and the captain waits till they descend to a particular height known as the decision altitude okay. right so decision altitude it's that altitude at which a missed approach must be initiated if there is no visual reference established okay uh, w- w- what height did you say this happens at so this is so every airport has their own decision okay. altitude and it's different for different airports but the decision altitude for calicut airport on that day was as low as 200 feet above the runway elevation finally the crew comes in reaches the decision altitude and they don't get the airfield insight in in with visual visual reference and therefore they execute a go around okay. right so that is one unsuccessful attempt to land and okay. they go around so uh, again part of the go around procedure every airport has a, a missed approach procedure okay. and part of that they're supposed to climb to a particular heading to a particular altitude and then uh, ask or request the atc for uh, you know for further instructions so they climb up to an altitude of 6000 feet and they go to a distance of about 35 kilometers away from calicut they make another u turn Okay. And part of instrument flight rules when you're flying instrument flight rules uh you it is part of the SOP the standard operating procedure to uh, make two attempts to land before they divert to a nearby airport. Okay. Right? So this is still part of the SOP and the pilot the crew is still right about uh, coming in and trying once more. So they come in they make a U turn start descending towards uh, Calicut for another attempt. This time they're trying to land on the opposite direction. runway 10 this is against the wind though this is with tailwinds now because the previous landing when they tried on runway 28 oh, yeah. so towards the yeah, same yeah now they have tailwinds the they have they have strong tailwinds which is not very advisable, advisable okay. which is not really a good thing the only problem about landing with tailwinds is the fact that you have a lot of ground speed the plane has a lot of ground speed during the touchdown which means there's lots of energy that the plane has to dissipate before it comes to a standstill on the runway right so what this does is it basically pushes you further down the runway oh yeah it's in the same direction so there's Correct. nothing against exactly makes sense. exactly so your speed your ground speed is is a lot more when it touches down got it right so it pushes you further down the runway also another thing about landing with tail winds is the fact that you touch down a little late the plane doesn't want to settle right when you're when you're just about to touch down the plane is not ready to touch down so it touches down a little further down the runway okay right which means you also lose some amount of the some runway more, uh, right you waste runway behind you is is waste right right and you touch down with a higher speed so with both these facts higher speed and you touching down a little late in the runway both all of them you need contribute to lot more distance right for both of these factors you need really strong braking action right right the plane needs to have some really kick ass braking for it to come to a standstill before the end of the runway let's go back so flight ix1344 finally touches down on runway 10 uh, at 739 pm indian standard time so the crew really struggled to slow down the plane due to poor uh, braking action the runway is really wet the aircraft fails to come to a standstill before the end of the runway and the aircraft overshoots skids off the runway falls into a 30 feet gorge killing both the pilots and 19 passengers on board wait this happened 
2020 yes right? in 2020 during wow. during the pandemic yeah so like i told you this was bringing back uh, uh passengers that were stranded in the oh middle east God. part of the one day bharat mission uh, so this did kill both the pilots and 19 passengers wow. on board also over 100 passengers were injured the impact split the entire aircraft fuselage into two and it destroyed the aircraft substantially wait it split the aircraft into two into two, two and the, the aircraft was pretty much destroyed the final accident site was found 3 kilometers away from the airport terminal and thankfully there was no post crash fire Oh yeah. Right? 10 I mean, years before this incident a similar uh, kind of a crash had happened at Mangalore airport mm-hmm. in 2010 and incidentally Mangalore airport also has a table top runway oh. so the plane had landed and that was also an Air India express flight that had landed late and it it had overrun the runway and uh, it had fallen into the deep gorge there but what killed everybody on board on that flight was not the impact but was the fire right so thankfully on this particular uh, plane ix1344 there was no fire so um what really happened now uh, let's get deep into what really happened uh, on air india express i have so many questions <laughs> a quick disclaimer uh, the dgca which is the directorate general of civil aviation is still investigating this air crash but there are some interesting or rather alarming facts that have emerged after the crash first of all calicut airport is considered as one of the most dangerous airports in india the dgca has designated the airport as a critical airfield which means only the captain can perform takeoffs and landings and not the first officer oh okay. right there are very few airports in the world where uh, only the captain can perform the takeoff and landings okay right so this particular plane air india flight ix1344 touched down near taxiway charlie which is about a kilometer beyond the runway threshold okay so this particular plane touched down a kilometer beyond the beginning of the runway which is a little late yeah. right uh, how <clears> long <throat> is the um, runway at calicut so the runway at calicut is about 2860 meters which is about 2.8 kilometers okay and the and yes. yeah so they took up 1 kilometer before they touched down right That's... almost almost like like 40% of the runway was yeah. was wasted behind they touched down 1000 meters Uh, beyond the threshold however the initial findings suggest that the tailwinds when the plane touched down was about 9 knots which is well within the safe limits right okay. it's not a problem so uh, uh, but the aircraft was at about 176 knots uh, at an altitude of about 450 feet above the runway before it touched down that's uh, about that's roughly about 325 kilometers per hour is that in the permissible no limits? it's a little fast like i told you tailwinds uh give you a, a little uh, extra yeah. ground speed so this was a little fast usually it's between 140 150 knots okay but in this case it was about 176 knots which is about 325 kilometers per hour okay so it was slightly fast and also slightly higher uh, uh, then it was supposed to be on the glide strip. how much is it supposed to be so it sh- so at the beginning of the runway it mm-hmm. should have touched down right but in this case it was 450 feet above the runway at the beginning right so uh, it which is why it took that much the 1000 meters and you know it uh, finally touched down your taxiway charlie nearly 2 hours before this incident another aircraft an indigo atr from bangalore had landed at calicut airport under similar weather conditions coincidentally even the indigo atr had aborted a landing on runway 28 first okay before landing on runway 10 so the crew of the indigo flight that had aborted landing on runway 10 
they uh, they reported low clouds that obscured the pilot's vision uh, while landing from runway 28 right okay. so they they also couldn't get visual reference and they had to you know execute a go around and then come back and land on runway 10 but this was an atr flight so it's much smaller and it's a lighter aircraft has lower touchdown speeds so it's far more easier to bring the aircraft into a standstill standstill got it right so um, uh in fact if you check on the flight radar 24 app which is a aircraft tracking app uh the flight paths of both these aircrafts are shockingly similar okay lots of similarities between the trajectories of flight ix1344 and the other indigo atr okay right uh the safety advisory committee of the ministry of civil aviation that had investigated the crash at mangalore airport in 2010 uh they had warned and submitted a report about the dangerous conditions at calicut airport right so they had warned the authorities about the dangerous conditions at calicut airport uh the report had clearly mentioned that the runway at calicut airport is unsafe, unsafe. especially runway 10 during this was monsoons. given how long ago this 10, 10 years back no uh, uh, this was not told now this was told back then 10 years back after the crash at Mangalore Airport uh-huh. in 2010 uh-huh. this uh, during the investigations at Mangalore Airport because that's also a tabletop runway and Calicut Airport is also a tabletop runway plus it is designated as a critical airfield mm-hmm. the investigators who investigated that incident uh, also looked into the conditions at this airport and they had clearly mentioned that it's a unsafe runway and especially runway 10 during monsoons uh, nothing was done about it yeah that was going to be my next question yeah, nothing if that was done this was told 10 years ago right shouldn't something have changed by now nothing was done about it so it was really you know something that the authorities ignored completely and it wasn't looked um, into even after clearly 10 years yeah you know 10 years and clearly stating that it's unsafe also the same safety advisory committee that had investigated in mangalore they had suggested to install an arrestor system that would arrest the aircraft and slow it down substantially in case of an overrun so okay. this system is called an emas which is uh, engineered materials arresting system it slows down the plane uh, substantially so that it doesn't get into the ravine and fall down and cause you know uh, a major impact on the plane slowing it down with this arrestor system can damage the plane slightly but it'll keep all the passengers and crew safe right so this was also recommended and suggested by the safety advisory committee but this was not installed and you will not believe the reason that was stated for it not to be installed the reason given was the cost of repair in case of damage was substantial for this reason it was not installed oh my god at at calicut airport So it might have stopped flight IX one three four four. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. People, twenty one people lost yeah. their life. Yeah, yeah, twenty one people, including the crew. Yeah, that's and over a hundred people injured, and some of them are actually, you know, uh, injured or say crippled for life. And this. Uh, that's yeah. Sad on so many levels, yes. but also when you think about it. the repair cost for that could have been substantially high could have but that reason is ridiculous <laughs> but the aircraft split into two nothing comes at the cost of life yeah of life and uh, you know safety even not even right. it doesn't even go that far it's right, just, right, oh my god right it's really sad what happened and one thing about um, uh, aviation and air travel is is the fact that it's very unforgiving right when you hear about air incidents or air crashes uh it's little things that become a huge 
right. a huge uh, disaster you can say and another fact that i want to um, uh, highlight is every time a medium or a heavy aircraft when you mm-hmm. say medium or a heavy aircraft is is basically the weight categories of the plane so every time a medium or a heavy aircraft lands on a runway it deposits close to about 700 grams of rubber on the runway surface right how yeah. uh, how are these weight categorized exactly so uh, there are three categories basically okay. it's light medium and heavy okay there's also a new category called super um, i'll tell you that so okay. uh, light is basically anything that is less than 7000 kgs okay the all up mass the final aircraft's weight after including the passenger including people and yes, luggage and including fuel? passengers everything okay it's the final all up weight okay right Uh, so less than seven thousand kgs is light category. Um, uh, between seven thousand to one lakh thirty six thousand kgs is categorized as medium. Okay. And anything that is above one lakh thirty six thousand kgs is categorized as heavy. Okay. So right? this came this was under... a medium. Oh okay. A Boeing seven three seven eight hundred is a medium category plane. Okay. Uh, I also told you about the category called super. Yes. There are only two planes in the world uh, which are which come under the category of super. Okay. And they they actually add this the word super as a prefix whenever they're coming into land. And uh, what what? So super. Uh, there are just two planes. Uh, one is the Airbus A three eighty. Okay. And there's an aircraft known as the Antonov AN two two five. So okay. there are only two aircrafts in this world which come under the super category because they're they're very very heavy. They're extremely heavy. Okay. So even a Boeing seven four seven, which is a which is known as the queen of the skies, mm-hmm. uh, is still under the heavy category, which means it's it's heavier than one lakh thirty six thousand kgs. But Airbus A three eighty and Antonov AN two two five are categorized as super. Uh, is there a, a weight limit that there a plane is, should no. exceed to get to that? <laughs> or no, the categories that you see uh, for light, medium, and heavy, this is done basically to to avoid this phenomenon known as wake turbulence right okay. so Which wake is... turbulence is basically every time a heavy aircraft comes into land mm-hmm. it leaves a lot of turbulence behind it okay so another aircraft which is coming in immediately to land just after this aircraft might experience a lot of turbulence and might you know oh. might go off or you know might experience difficulties coming in so which is why there are certain time limits say a medium aircraft coming in to land after a heavy aircraft has a longer time frame Uh, a light right. aircraft coming into land after a heavy aircraft is a lot more the time frame the time gap is a lot more the uh, concept is quite interesting yes. like when you think about it right but every time you're a heavy aircraft or a super aircraft they add it as a prefix while they make out uh, when they make calls to the uh, atc okay. uh, boeing 747 heavy or they say victor tango papa romeo sierra heavy okay they ensure they say this so that the atc the air, traf- air traffic controller knows that this is a Heavy, heavy aircraft, aircraft and right? thereby guides the next one correct. accordingly. Correct, correct. Hmm. So every time uh, a medium or a heavy aircraft lands on a runway, it deposits close to about seven hundred grams of rubber on the runway surface. Okay. Yeah, the tires. Wow, that's quite yeah, a lot. Because there's so much of mass and there's so much of momentum and velocity, uh, it deposits close to about seven hundred grams of okay. rubber on the runway surface. Okay. So what this does, the run the rubber deposits. they um get layered on the runway surface and the sharp edges mm-hmm. of the runway surface which cause friction ah uh, they gone are, it makes yes, it a very smooth gone. surface right, yeah oh right. my god yeah. so what this does all in all is basically it reduces the friction value of the runway right thereby the braking action 
is there a fix to this or there is a fix so the fix is basically you get it cleaned okay uh, periodically and so uh, as a matter of fact the dgca had themselves done a routine check at this airport several months earlier mm-hmm. and they had flagged the rubber deposits at this airport as heavy okay and had ordered for it to be removed and but nothing was, it was done nothing was done it's like everything came together for this to happen right it's like the swiss cheese model you know <laughs> a lot of small things come together and make it one huge disaster yeah. right and captain sate um, who was a very decorated indian air force um, retired pilot he Eventually had landed he had about what 10000 10000 hours. hours very experienced yeah. he's flown about 13 to 15 fighter jets in oh the airport in the in the in the indian air force he's also been a test pilot and uh, coincidentally he had also landed at calicut airport at least 27 times including more than 10 times in the same year in 2020 wow right so uh, he he was very familiar with the with the airport and the conditions that were prevailing mm-hmm. so the aircraft accident aviation bureau of india the dgca and the flight safety department of air india are currently investigating the accident the ntsb which is the national transportation safety board of the united states has also joined the investigation which is really nice until the report comes out uh, it is really premature to find what the real cause of the accident was i'm just really curious to know when the split happened mm-hmm. um so the cockpit know? the cockpit was one piece it got it got cut off okay. from the rest of the fuselage okay and uh, in this process uh, most of the passengers that passed away or were severely injured were, were in the first the, the first few rows oh. right the row 1 2 3 the first few rows were the ones that took most of the impact of the crash so since the cockpit completely broke apart from the remaining part of the fuselage um, the the pilots were they were severely injured and they passed away so the rest of the plane stayed on the runway though no not the runway this is so the final crash site like i told you was mm-hmm. like 3 kilometers away from the airport terminal oh right yeah and it was down a gorge so it was like down a ravine which is 30 feet it's, it, that's like that's like two floors two floors wow. a two story building down and so much of mass a medium category aircraft which is like between 7000 and right. 1 lakh 36000 kg yeah. falling two stories down is 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 yeah, yeah um, it's quite severe it's quite huge right so in this process 21 people were killed yeah right. seems extremely unfortunate yeah yeah it's really sad but air transport in general is one of the safest modes of transport in the world but when it comes to flight safety in india it's not so great because there have been a lot of accidents uh, mostly due to ignorance uh, by the authorities at the airport or but due to pilot error yeah but you never think this is something that could happen to a flight you're on because right, you right. always try and believe i'm sure you've landed um, when you're in a plane when it had been raining i'm sure yeah, you've landed I'm in sure. planes yeah right? i'm yeah. sure i have but yeah. uh, it's not something that crosses your mind yeah. uh, i think we've come to a point also that when there's turbulence you just at the back of your head you're just like it's going to be okay yeah, and yeah. there's not much that goes into it but right it's scary yeah it's scary it's scary <laughs> but uh, we can only wait for the final report to come out and um, you know actually find out what was the real cause i'm actually having a hard time thinking about how the airport actually looks because i can't imagine a yeah, scenario so we'll where up, so we'll put up some visuals of the crash site and the airport Our runway on our Instagram handle, so our listeners can go check it out. Yeah. Uh, because it is, I'm I'm sure you wouldn't have 
seen or heard about a tabletop runway before yeah also the part that i'm having a hard time thinking about is the fact that once you over shoot sure. the runway right. you fall into in my head just looks like a pit yes like, yes it yeah which it's is a huge pit it's like yeah. two stories down why kind of why is <laughs> why is it structured that way like uh that is due to various i mean the relief of that area where the airport is built is like that it's built on a on a on a on a hill okay right? so that is not a problem the problem is uh when you know such an airport exists and such safety concerns exist in this particular airfield mm-hmm. you will have to take necessary you know uh, yeah, measures makes, right yeah i think it makes no sense for that to happen because yeah so even now it's been like 10 years uh, since the crash at mangalore happened and that killed everybody almost everybody on board wow. and that was a huge uh, again one of the worst uh, air tragedies in the country and even after that even after uh, uh, you know the reports were out and all that nothing has been done uh, uh, so even the, the mangalore airport has, has no, no arrest system nothing i mean uh, i really hope that you know the things like the rubber deposits and the maintenance of the runway conditions and all that is taken care of but there there is no arrest system and stuff like that because uh, like like i told you the it's very expensive you know oh my god in case it gets damaged <laughs> right it's so ridiculous yeah so that is the sad state of affairs um, and unfortunately um, it was during the pandemic where passengers were really happy coming back because they were finally you know they were stranded for like 2 3 months yeah, and I, finally in the month of august they got to come it's heartbreaking and who would think you know they they're, they're so they, close they saved themselves from covid right just to get here right. and i mean none of them would have th- would have in their wildest dreams seen it coming yeah yeah so the chief minister of maharashtra announced a full state funeral for captain sate and uh, also the first officer akilesh kumar his wife was pregnant when the crash happened that just breaks my heart so yes, much yeah, more yeah oh so, my god um, it, it, all in all it's a very very unfortunate very incident very tragic uh, the kind of time frame this happened in and how it happened and how it could have been avoided it has been one of the saddest years uh, 2020 yeah, and this made it all the more tragic right right so that wraps up the first episode of fly next india's first air crash investigation podcast if you know somebody who would be interested in a podcast like this make sure you let them know make sure they subscribe on whatever platform they're listening to this on hope you all like the podcast this is prithviraj and hansa yes and we are <laughs> signing off see you in the next episode bye bye <laughs>